Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Steelers Fix Podcast, a part of the Steel Curtain Network from Fans First Sports here on the Fix. We talk all things Steelers with a focus on roster building and player development. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Andrew Wilbar alongside, as always, the legendary Jeremy Betts. Jeremy, the games are here. We've been counting it down. We've been saying the time's getting closer. We're almost here. We're almost here. We're finally here, which means it's time to get into some season predictions. Absolutely. It's game week, baby. And we're all riding high on our Steelers offseason. It's been a fun one. The team looks better than they have in years. And I don't think that's hyperbole to say so. I think that there's a lot more excitement around this team than there has been over the past few years as well. So I'm ready to get the speculation over with and get down to business, but you know we got to do it. We got to get our clairvoyant hats on tonight, and we got to, or this afternoon, (laughs) whatever time you're listening to this, and we got to talk some predictions because there's one thing we like to do here on the Steelers Fix. We like to predict what's going to go down, and uh, let's get to it, man. I'm excited. Before we get to that, though, Jeremy... Did you catch any college football this weekend? I'll tell you what. This was not a good week for the start of college football for me. Probably won't be for the rest of my life as a parent because my daughter's birthday happens to fall on the first or on uh, September 3rd. So it was party day all day Saturday. And then today we've been putting toys together and cleaning the, the house after the party and just going through all the stuff you go through when you have a now three-year-old and all of her many toys. She got a kitchen set for her birthday this year. And so now I've got plastic food and dishes uh, to clean up every day with her help. She's learning to clean (laughs) Uh, to go along with my regular dish duty. So how about that? Well, Callie, if you're listening to this, happy birthday. Hope that year three is as good or even better than year two and year one. So there was a lot that happened in college football. It wasn't the greatest weekend of games. Just going to be perfectly honest. Usually week one, they try to get something good. Even though you have a lot of non-conference games, usually you have one or two highlight matchups. That was not the case this week. But I mean, I I guess you had the game on Sunday. Uh, That was kind of the biggest highlight game of the week, but the Saturday matchups, Not the greatest, yeah. but you know what time it is, Jeremy. We've got to get oh, yeah. back to our two-minute drill. Two-minute drills, baby. Next week, them. you're gonna. You're, next week, yeah, it would be next week. You will have some fantasy. Was it? Are we still doing good bets, bad bets? We are absolutely. Got to have good bets, bad bets. Oh yes. <laughs> so we have. Do you do you want to get the timer up for this first one of the year? We need to get some like true like sound effects for this. For both of ours, we yeah. need to get something in this. But I'm excited. Draft is only what eight, <laughs> no seven and seven and a half months seven. away. Yeah, that's it, man. We you yeah. Know, the, now we got to slog through the whole season to yeah, get the draft time. Get the draft. Yeah, always look <laughs> ahead. Can never enjoy the moment. I uh, think you had some some. You're gonna have some stuff to talk about here on this two minute yes. drill. So let me pop up my. My stopwatch here, and we'll get you rolling. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. In three, two, one, go. Let's start at quarterback. This is going to be a really intriguing quarterback class in 2024, partly because of Michael Penix Jr. Yes, it was just Boise State, I understand. 
But, man, did he light it up. 29 of 40, 450 yards, five passing touchdowns, nearly flawless through the air. He looked really good. Did not look bothered by any previous injury he struggled with. He looks healthy. He looks excited. And he looks like he's taking that next step as a passer as well. And that is a key aspect of his game. He's much more poised in the pocket, looks really patient. Again, pass rush for Boise State, not that great. But he's going to have some other tests later in the year that will give us a better read on him going forward. But a great start to the season for Michael Penix Jr. He's looking and trending toward a first-round selection. And we know how high quarterbacks like to get pumped up in the first round. How about his wide receiver, Romeo Dunze, a big-bodied Wide receiver on the outside had seven catches for 132 yards, a touchdown. He did have one fumble, but other than that, a really solid game for Adunze. Could be a late first-round pick as of now. How about Kamon Rucker, defensive end from North Carolina? He's about six foot one, 260 pounds as a unique build for a D end, but had eight tackles, six so, six of which were solo tackles. He had two sacks and five and a half tackles for a loss in their win over South Carolina. He was all over the field. Mm-hmm. Great game for Rucker. He's a guy that isn't a known commodity to many people, but if he has a couple more games like this, he's going to become a primary facet in draft talks. How about another quarterback, Shadur Sanders? Everyone's talking about him at this point. We're not going to talk about his negative 36 rushing yards due to whatever it was, sacks or whatever the case may be, but 38 of 47 for 510 yards and four touchdowns. He had 15 seconds, 15 seconds. All right, let's hurry. Jamoy Hodge linebacker TCU had eight tackles and one sack, a solid effort in, in the loss. Jonah Ellis edge from Utah, six foot two, two forty six. had four tackles, two of which were sacks, one pass defend. And then Cole Bishop safety from Utah, versatile safety, 11 tackles, nine solo and one sack. Keep an eye on it. Perfect. And some good highlights there. And I know you had to roll through the, the last few, but Cole Bishop, man. Mm hmm. Cole Bishop was flying around the football field. Um, highlights of of that dude are going to go go viral quickly, especially yeah. at his size. That's that's a big safety. So, um, but yeah, I, I I'm actually surprised you didn't hit on Travis Hunter from uh, Colorado that um, played both sides of the ball, played the whole game at corner and uh, at wide receiver. That is impressive. That very is, impressive. So yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, guys, we're going to have to follow um, throughout the, the course of this season. And I'm hoping starting next week to catch a good bit more college football. But again, didn't really miss out on too much. You know what I mean? As far as quality games go. So oh, yeah. Yeah. not too worried about it. But yeah, I'm excited for good bets and bad bets <clears> in the two-minute drills next week. We're going to have some fantasy stuff to recap and to preview as well. Sounds like a plan. I cannot wait. But Steelers fans... Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're getting into our predictions, our division winners, our playoff predictions. And yes, who is going to win the Super Bowl? Do the Steelers have a chance? There's only one way to find out. You got to stay tuned right after this. Welcome back to the second half of the Steelers Fix. Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts with you. Jeremy, we've got a lot to dive into, so let's just jump head first. We're going to start in the NFC playoff teams. We're going to go division by division. We're going to discuss some playoff winners. And I hate to start with probably the best division in the NFC, but let's go with the NFC East. It is no longer the Mm -hmm. NFC least. There are quality teams in this division, and I think this is the only division in the NFC that you can say from top to bottom is actually a solid division overall with even a team like Washington unknown at quarterback, but there's some Mm -hmm. promising pieces on that team. And the other three are legitimate playoff contenders. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on who you think comes out of the East. Does Philly reign or do they have competition? Actually, uh, (laughs) I have, um, this is a good place to start for me because this is my big, big, bold prediction of the year in this division is that the Dallas Cowboys oh. will have the best record in football, AFC or NFC, by the end of the year. 
I've got them with a 14 and three record and the division winners in the AFC East. These Mucho Cowboys are going to ride local. high this year. No, nah, it's happened. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Well, let me follow up with that. We know the NFC is not that good. Do you see multiple teams making the playoffs from this division? Yes, I do. The Eagles make this this the playoffs as the first wild card team. I mean, they still put up a, a really good season. I've got them easily clearing double digit wins. So they're they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with as well. But I just think this Dallas team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, is is ready to rumble. And the loss of Kellen Moore, right? Yeah. Kellen Moore at, at offensive coordinator, I don't think is going to sting this team as much as maybe I some agree. might. Um, I think Mike McCarthy is a plenty capable uh, play caller, and I think running the ball is going to be big for them, and I really like that cast of weapons around them. Tight end, uh, we'll see, but I Luke still Schoonmaker. like – Yeah, Luke Schoonmaker's there. Um, I, I have some, I have some, uh, dynasty, uh, interests in, uh, Ferguson, Jake Ferguson, okay. the tight end. So we'll see how that plays out, but that wide receiver core looks good. I like Tony Pollard back there. Um, and, and I like Dak to have a real bounce back here, but it's really all about that defense. They're the best defense in the league calling it now Cowboys 14 and three tops in all of the NFL and the first seed in the a NFC and then the, the Eagles do make it as my fifth seed. I really do like their defense, and I think they do have everything completed. They had the pass rush. They had Micah Parsons, but they needed someone else there. I really liked Jabril Cox. was surprised to see that he yes. was let go by the team. But DeMarvion Overshone, you have him yep. there now to run with Parsons. And then Mozzie Smith, really going to help that run Mozzie defense. That was suspect oh, at times. Yeah. That completes this front seven. So I can't necessarily disagree with you on the talent. 14-3, and three. We'll see what happens. It's I do have, but I, I do like them a lot. We'll see. I have three teams making the playoffs from this division. I have the Eagles, who we'll get into oh. later. I believe they're going to be the one seed almost by default in the NFC because I don't think any other team is really that close as it pertains Ooh. to regular season. I'm not saying upsets can't happen in the playoffs, but right. I just in the regular season, I, I don't, I don't see. It. I'm not going to believe it from Dallas until I see it, and I don't see anyone else in this division. Quite to that level. I do, however, I am really optimistic about what the Giants are doing with Brian Dable there. He's really helped out Daniel Jones. I think they're a playoff team. So I have the mm. Cowboys and Giants both making it as wild cards. We'll get into the seeding at the closer to the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, but do you do you what would you base the percentage? If we're going by percentages, what percentage chance do you give this division of having three playoff teams? Ooh, that's tough. I'm I'm gonna say. I'm going to say about 40%. 40%. I, I think it's it's less than likely uh, just because I think there's there's a couple teams in the NFC West that I really like, and then there's there's a couple teams in the NFC South that I think are going to have big seasons because the schedules are are easier. So I'm going to go with, with only two teams making it from there, but the Giants are my first team out of the playoffs. So okay. I think it's going to come down to tiebreakers probably, <laughs> but I see them see – them, uh, finishing outside the playoff race. I think the NFC is going to be a little bit better than than it looks like on paper overall. I'm sure one of those West NFC West teams is the Arizona Cardinals just to give some Dobbs, yes. Josh Dobbs love, you know. Yeah, they're the my second seed, absolutely. So, I'm just kidding. They they're definitely not that. <laughs> well, we'll get into the West in a minute. I'm in I'm now intrigued. But <laughs> let's move to the new NFC least, which is the NFC South. Yeah, <laughs> and there is there's been some roster turnover. Needless to say, with some of these teams, you have a, a quite a slew of new quarterbacks. You yes. have Bryce Young in Carolina. You have Derek Carr in New Orleans. You have what's his face, uh, the Desmond Ritter. I, I how Desmond did I Ritter. His name? My boy Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. So there's a lot of new pieces inside this division. You have Baker Mayfield in Tampa Bay. So entirely new quarterback situation in this division there's not that many knowns and it's who knows who comes out of this division honestly i think every team has a chance yeah i'm i would say the saints have the best chance because of the stability at quarterback they will have in yes. Derek carr what say you i agree they they're the team i have winning it because of the quarterback situation and because i think 
between Chris Olave, uh, Mike Williams, Jawan Jawan Williams uh, at tight end, I think, or Jawan Johnson, excuse me, at tight end. Um, I think that their pass catching core is is going to be pretty good. Chris Olave is about to go off, so if you haven't drafted your fantasy draft yet, I don't know why you haven't. It's getting close. You're cutting it close, but target that boy Chris Olave. He's going to go off this year. And I think their defense will probably be the best in the division. Um, it's it's a little older now. We'll see. The Panthers might actually buy for that a little bit. They've got a good defensive roster on paper, but um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say that they win the division uh, just barely. I think it might even come down to tiebreakers because I have the Atlanta Falcons as my seventh seed in this NFC playoff picture. Like the it. the Saints are the are the fourth seed just to clarify there for me, the Falcons uh, make it as my seventh seed. I think they're going to ride uh, B. John Robinson and it just, they're going to be different than everybody else that you face this season. They're going to beat you up on the ground and, and play a different ball. And I think Desmond Ritter is a, a, a major step up over Marcus Mariota from last year. And that's how I see it playing out. I am excited to see Ritter play and, I don't want to leave Carolina entirely out of the equation because, you know, we, I think a lot of people have forgotten how good Bryce Young could be. And a lot of people are underestimating his ability in this offense. But I do think there are a lot of pieces that are going to have to gel. It's going to take some time for them to get going. But it's going to be an interesting division just because of all the changes. And you mentioned Chris Olave going off. It is interesting to see how his tendencies as a deep threat are very similar to a Devontae Adams, not same body type, not anything like that. But some of their tendencies when they're down the field are very similar. And the statistically, and if, uh, and from an efficiency perspective, they're actually really similar. So I'm excited to see if Olave can have a Devontae Adams-esque type season. I don't think it's out of the realm of comprehension. It's the only time we'll tell as to whether he indeed does that or not. But I can tell you being an Ohio State boy, giving him his credit, which, yeah. you know, you're, you know, you're entitled to do that. I do it enough with Michigan players, so I'll, I'll admit He's gonna that. Go it's just going to happen. Mark it down. Absolutely. I want to get to this division, though. Yeah. It's the NFC North. And I, I'm from Michigan, and like you did, you know, shock, world shocker right there. <laughs> I Yeah. With the Lions, I it, the fans are so weird because, like, every time the, somebody hypes them up – they're always so hesitant because it's like we've seen this right. before. It's <laughs> yep. like what what what's gonna happen? Like, can we truly buy into this or not? Yeah, we. Well, no, we. Uh, nah. That's the Lions fan. Exactly yeah. what I just did is is the typical Lions fan. But I think it's so important the what Dan Campbell has established there is the culture, and you just listen to him in the interviews and the press conferences. Hey, we ain't earned nothing yet. Hey, we haven't earned anything. These, we have to go yeah. out and prove it. Like they are, he is making sure his players realize all hype means squat. It doesn't do you anything until you go out there and actually prove something. You haven't proved anything yet. I think he's the right head coach to keep everything in perspective, regardless of how the season starts. Even if they get blown out, say week one against Kansas City, which I don't think happens. But if that happens, I think he can get them back on track. I think he's going to keep this team focused and this team has enough talent to be a difference making team in the NFC, especially if they can run the ball like they did last season. What say you? This was the toughest division for me to pick a winner out of because I really like the Packers. I think they're going to be good this year. Um, and I'm not going to shock the world and say the Packers win the division um, because I think Detroit's better. Um, I have concerns though about Detroit. I I don't know who's their wide receiver too. Who who's playing behind Amon Ross St. Bound? Jameson Williams after week six. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, let's there's the caveat with everybody. Khalif Raymond. I mean, you know, is he gonna hold down the fort until until Jameson Williams gets back? Is 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 Sam Laporta gonna operate in that role as their de facto wide receiver too? How about that Jameer could be Gibbs? the play? Jameer Gibbs, okay, yeah. I that's where I, I'm going down the road with with Detroit. I love what they can do on the ground with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs there. That offensive line is going to be good too. I think it's going to be one of the the better units in the league, especially as a run blocking unit. So, uh, and Ben Johnson at offensive coordinator provides a lot for them, and I think the defense will be a little bit better. So I think they barely sneak by the Packers and make 
and win this division. And the Packers uh, just don't have a good enough record to make the the dance. It's going to be close. Uh, I think there's going to be some tiebreakers there as well. But um, yeah, I think the Packers could be the surprise team here that makes the playoffs in the NFC. Uh, losing Aaron Rodgers, I think, might actually benefit this offense overall because Jordan Love is going to play within the system there under Matt LaFleur. And Rodgers did not. Rodgers was was doing his own thing and uh, in Matt LaFleur's system. But this is going to be this is going to be Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo. This is going to be that type of of mind meld, I think, between um, between Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love. And I think he's got the talent to get it done. And I like this young team. Did you know, Andrew Wilbar, that the Packers have zero, absolutely zero players on the fifty three man roster that are thirty years old? or older every single player on the Packers 53 man roster is under 30 that's insane it's insanity we thought the Steelers team was young this Packers team is is really young that is incredible I did not know that until you just told me and that's that is crazy to think about but when I'm looking at this division I I I, I, I am gonna go with Detroit and I think they I I, I it's so tough because I think that they have the ability to be as good as any team in the NFC. The issue is that they don't have playoff experience yet. So even if they were to get, say, the one or the two seed, I'm not sold that they could be a huge difference maker on the playoffs yet. I think they could win a game, but I don't know if I can see them getting past the divisional round just because it's hard to go from nothing all the way up. I know there's some people predicting the Lions to go to the Super Bowl, and you know that would be all – I mean, that would be – that would be cool just to see it happen because the Lions fans have gone through so much through the years. It would be nice to see somebody different in there. I would probably be cheering for the Lions unless the Steelers are playing them, of course, in the Super Bowl. I would probably be rooting for the Lions just because it'd be such a great story. But when you look at what they can do, especially when Jamison Williams comes back, you have a versatile tight end Laporta who's from all indications is improved as a blocker. You have the best offensive line in football. You have Jameer Gibbs, who's going to be used more as the pass catcher the first six weeks while Williams is out. He's going to be playing some out wide, some out in the slot. Depends where Amon Ra lines up. And you still have David Montgomery. Their backfield reminds me a lot of Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara at their peak in New Orleans. And I think that's honestly what Dan Campbell is looking for, and that's what he's wanting. Obviously, he has ties to New Orleans. And I, I think he really that's really what he's wanting to see from this backfield. And I think it's feasible from a fantasy perspective. I think both guys can be relevant in fantasy football this year. Both guys can produce the same week, especially early in the season. If you're in PPR leagues, Gibbs is going to rack up the catches. And Montgomery, he can still have 100 yards and a touchdown on the ground. I mean, it's very feasible for both these guys to feed. He's going to get that Jamal Williams role on the goal line, too, from last year. And, uh, you know, I think, obviously, a better overall player, too, than Jamal Williams. So that's where you get the value. He's been a a big target late in fantasy mm-hmm. drafts for me. Yeah. I do need to clarify something if I can real quick. Um, I, I, when I said the Packers have zero players over 30 that made the 53 man roster, um, I guess that was a, a mistake. Uh, so they actually have three players, but only three that are older than 30 and none older than 31. So David Bakhtiari is the oldest player on this roster at 31 years old. Preston Smith at 30 and Devondre Campbell at 30 as well. So there are three over 30 if any Packers fans are listening to this. And no players over 31. No players over 31. That's still pretty impressive. That's still very impressive. Yeah. Is there there any other team? I know you mentioned – so you have the Packers as a playoff Just missing. No, just Just missing missing the the Just missing the playoffs. And yep. you have the Lions winning the division. My assumption is that you don't see either of the other teams making the playoffs. Correct. I do not. Um, I think the Bears are gonna they're gonna be a little bit better this year, but I still see them as like a six or seven win team. Um, I just don't know if they have enough to to be much more than that. The defense still needs a lot of improvement. They don't they don't really have much of a pass rush. Um, I think. Yannick Ngakwe is there. Is that right? Um, and he's the only real pass rusher with experience that they have on the roster. So that's telling to me. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to go with with that for now that that I think the Lions are the only team from this division that make the playoffs. And they're the division winner and the third seed in my NFC. I like it. Let's move on to the last division in the NFC, and that is the West. 
there's a lot we can talk about, but it all falls and lies on can Brock Purdy be the same guy he was last year? Yeah. If not, this could be a pretty messy division. Where are you going here? So uh, here's another surprise. The Seattle Seahawks win this division in 2023. Okay. Seattle Seahawks yeah. win this division, and they are my number two seed in the NFC. Get that. The Seattle Seahawks looking good to me. I love that roster. I love the additions they've made on defense. It's going to be a, a feisty defense, and it's going to be a good offense. And I I, I trust Geno Smith to put to, to back up what he did last year. I just think that his situation and circumstance was different enough from others where he didn't really get a chance outside of just a few games one season in, in New York to really establish himself as a starter before his own teammate uh, punched him out. <laughs> and, right. And that was it. So um, I think in Seattle, he's found new life. The cast of, of weapons is fantastic over there. So I'm, I'm all, I'm down on the Seattle Seahawks team or I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm up on the Seattle Seahawks team and I'm down on the San Francisco 49ers. They still make the playoffs. They're my sixth seed though, as a wild card, I think a Steelers win over San Francisco is just the start of the problems that we're going to see from them this year. I'm not a believer in Brock Purdy. I think teams are going to have them more figured out this year. I think Debo Samuels lost a step and I don't know this, this Nick Bosa contract situation is, Making me nervous if I'm a San Fran fan. So uh, uh, just keep an eye on that, 49er fans. But I still think you make the playoffs in, a, in an NFC that you know you've dominated for the last few years, uh, especially in the regular season. So it it's not going to be too bad. I think the San Fran makes the playoffs and is a an intriguing uh, road player uh, on Wild Card Weekend. I don't disagree with that logic. And I actually, I didn't have Seattle in my original prediction, but I'm going to change it out. I had Green Bay as the seventh seed. I'm switching that out. And I really like your reasoning that you have there because the set of weapons is better. There's no reason why they shouldn't be worse. Why why they shouldn't be better than, excuse me, than last year. I'm going to put them in as that seventh seed. So I've got Cowboys, Giants, and Seahawks as my three wildcard teams. Those are all three teams that I could see making some noise if they depend on who they play in that first round. But Jeremy, I, I want to go to the AFC because yeah. we'll we'll go into the seeding at the end of the show when we get into our playoff predictions. But the AFC is so loaded everywhere you look. It's like, oh, this team can make the playoffs. This team can make the playoffs. Outside of maybe Houston, I, I'm not a fan of Tennessee, but I'm not saying they don't have any chance at making the playoffs. Yeah. Um, same thing with Indianapolis. Probably not likely they make the playoffs this year, but really outside of that, can you make an argument for any other team? Maybe the Raiders, the th- teams that like couldn't make the playoffs. I mean, everybody in the yeah. AFC is good. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Colts, Texans, Raiders. Yeah, that's it for me. Uh, yeah. I mean, those those three teams really. And uh, I don't like the Titans this year, but there's a path to the playoffs for them because their division isn't that great. You know what I mean? So, and they still have Derrick Henry and they still have Derrick Henry and they, and they're going to have a, a, a mean defense. They're going to have a good defense this year, Oh yeah. but uh, that offensive line scares me. And uh, I know they've got Deandre Hopkins, but is this, is this Julio late era Julio Jones 2.0, or are we going to see a resurgence from Deandre Hopkins? That's my question. And then, Traylon Burks just didn't do anything for me last year to think that he's going to be a productive NFL wide receiver, um, especially in a prominent role. And that's what he's going to have to be this year. So uh, I don't know. Ryan Tannehill, I think is, is on the way down as well. So yeah, I, I think that I might include the Tennessee Titans in the no playoff zone, but still that coach, that defense, King Henry in the backfield, they've got a, they've got a chance because of those situations. Since we're based on the South right now, let's just start there. Yeah. And I, I think we both agree. We don't, I don't think we have to spend a whole lot of time on this because we've talked about how we both like Jacksonville this year. Yes. And we already mentioned the other two teams as teams we don't really see as playoff contenders. I think this is a landslide. Jacksonville doesn't even have to be great. If they're a 9 or 10 win team, which I think they will be, they should be able to win this division. Am I wrong? Yeah. You're not wrong. They're a 10 win team in my book. I think you know, maybe a flip a coin for that 10th win if you want to, but I still think that's good enough for the division. Uh, but I do think they're probably the, the fourth seed in the AFC playoff picture. 
we'll see. But uh, I mean, these other divisions are going to beat each other up. So it could end up being that, you know, they get to 11 wins with their schedule. That's a little bit easier. Um, and that that's enough for a one or two seed in the conference, but we'll see. Um, there's still a lot of good teams in this AFC. I do think due to the strength of schedule, Jacksonville may even be able to eke out 11 wins because yeah. of how easy their division is going to be. And they have one of the easiest schedules in the AFC for sure. Let's go to the AFC West here mm. it, because I think we may have a little bit different perspective just from things I've gathered from you. You know I'm loyal to my boy Mahomes. I'm going with Kansas City here. Yeah. And I, I you know, I'm not gonna say I don't know if I'm ready to say that the Lions win on Thursday, but I think the Lions are gonna take a lot of people by storm that night, not necessarily because of how great they play, but because of how slow Kansas City typically starts. But I think yeah. by the time midseason rolls around, they're gonna get into their normal form and they're gonna be a Super Bowl contender once again. Do they win this division though? They do. Okay. They do. The Kansas City Chiefs win the division. They uh they get the one seed, in my opinion, again as well. So I I it's not gonna be as easy as it may have looked the last few years. There's a lot of teams coming for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I I wrote at kind of a, a Steelers path to the Super Bowl article for steelcurtainnetwork.com. Mm-hmm. And part of my part of the plan would be that the Steelers have to get the one seed and play all their games at Akersher. They have to uh, like win the divi- their division, obviously to right. do that. But if for that to happen, the, the team's gunning for Kansas city, the chargers, the um, you know, all, all these teams in the rest of the AFC that are, that have uh, first place schedules, like the, the bills and the Bengals, they've got to win against Kansas city again this year. And the chiefs might need, Chris Jones to miss half the season uh, on contract dispute. They might need an injury to somebody for, for um, it to, it to happen, you know, the way we're talking about, but there, I mean, can Patrick Mahomes just cover up for a lack of receivers every year? I mean, this is the second year now where you don't really have a superstar receiver and you really don't have anybody that experienced that receiver that's been a superstar in the past, like Juju Smith-Schuster was last year. He had been that for the Steelers at one point, but, you know, obviously wasn't at that point, but still a reliable target. Is Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes enough on offense? Um, I have questions about the right side of the offensive line. I have, you know, I like Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco at, at running back, but there's some questions here. Is Patrick Mahomes enough we ask that question every year. I think he's still enough. Um, he's just that good. So I still think that they get the one seed. I don't see it. And just spoiler alert, I don't see the Steelers going to the Super Bowl this year. But, you know, I think I think Kansas City uh, is is vulnerable this year. And uh, I think you'll see that come playoff time. I don't see I don't necessarily see them getting to the Super Bowl. So very interesting perspective. I'm with Kansas City, I think Sky Moore is going to have a breakout year. Everyone talked about it. Like, we, we were all on the hype train last year about Sky Moore because a lot of us wanted him to come to the Steelers. Yeah. But Andy Reid is typically a little bit hesitant to get rookie wide receivers a lion's share of targets. And yes. some people are really high in Rasheed Rice. I don't think we see much from Rasheed Rice this year, yeah. if anything. I think this is Sky Moore's time, and there's a reason that he's been practicing a lot with the Team 1 offense. That's because he's a good receiver. We just didn't see it last year, and Andy Reid was being patient. Maybe he was just kind of... Keeping him on back burner for a little while. Yeah, Justin Ross. Mm, Sleep. Uh, Don't be sleeping on no Justin Ross out there. I would take Justin Ross over Rasheed Rice. I would do yes, that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, if yes, if I can round out the the West, I think the Chargers are the seven seed in the AFC playoffs, and that's still with a a ten win season. <laughs> so that's that to me is the the threshold for the wild card you got to get to 10 wins in the afc right. this year 100%. and even then you might need a tiebreaker you might still need a tiebreaker to get in so we'll see but i'm i'm going with 10 wins for the chargers and they're the seventh seed i agree i'm looking at the chargers as a team as well as a wild card team i just don't think they have enough firepower they have pieces on offense but they're not complete on offense and something that i felt would have done them well is if they could have gone out and gotten like a better like receipt gotten like a better i don't know a better route runner i guess mm-hmm. 
they yep. don't have that savant. We used that word last year, last week on the show, and the previous yep. week <laughs> as well. Gotcha. They, they just don't have that guy that's a savvy route runner that can win in tight spaces in separate late. They have a bunch of basketball players, and that's how the Chargers offense has been for years now. But I think I, Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen has been that in the past, but I don't think he's there anymore. He doesn't have the same yeah. agility as he once had. Exactly. And he's, I mean, he's been healthy the past couple of years, a little bit healthier, but I mean, even early in his career, he was rattled with injuries. And I think those are starting to wear on him a little bit. Yeah. I have the chargers as the five seed actually, but I'm not Ooh. as high on them overall. I think they're capable of winning the game in the playoffs. I don't think they have the ceiling to make it to a super bowl. I just don't. There's yeah. too many good teams in the AFC. That's not a knock on Justin Herbert, but we've also seen slump play from quarterbacks that got big money the, that offseason, which that can be said for several quarterbacks, not just Herbert. But I have the Chargers as the five seed. I do have the Chiefs as the one seed in the AFC. Let's move to the AFC East. We'll do the Steelers division last. So let's move to the East. Can we both agree that New England is, you know, while yes, yeah. you have to put them in the equation, they're probably not going to be a playoff team yeah yeah i've got them with an eight nine record and it's so tough because i think their defense is going to be really good too and you i mean if you're a patriots fan you got to be sitting there thinking well our defense is going to be really good even better than last year probably and our offense can't be worse than last year now that we have a, a like a real offensive coordinator and no pseudo quarterback competition um, anymore and you know an improvement in weapons with Juju Smith-Schuster coming in town or is is he kind of a one-for-one one replacement with a Jacoby Myers I don't know we'll see but I I like Ezekiel Elliott and Ramondre Stevenson in that backfield I think the Patriots offensive line will be pretty decent too but still it's just too much in this AFC and yes they'll be improved on the offensive side of the ball but I still think that improvement only equates to you know, instead of being 29th in offense, they're 20th in offense. And I don't think that's enough in this AFC. So uh, they're, they just missed that winning record and they're out of the playoffs, in my opinion. I agree. In this division, I have the Buffalo Bills remaining at the top. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And I have Aaron Rodgers missing the playoffs. Oh, no, you didn't. I did. I <laughs> Is going to finish with a better record than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, okay. I said it. How about you? Uh, so the 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 Dolphins missed the playoffs in my okay in my mock up here, and I went to just for everybody's information where I've got all this. I went to playoffpredictors.com. You can go to playoffpredictors.com, and um, you can go through the whole entire season from week one to the, to the playoffs to the Super Bowl and predict it all out. That's what I did. Um, so you can check that out at, at playoffpredictors.com and make your predictions as well. So that's where I'm getting records and everything from. But I've got the Dolphins with a 10-7 and 7 record, missing the playoffs because they lose in a tiebreaker to the Chargers uh, based on the season prediction. Yeah. And I have both the Bills and the Jets finishing at 11-6 and 6, with the Bills getting – the the division because of of tiebreakers as well so it's really tight for me <coughs> excuse me but i do think that the jets do make the playoffs i believe in this team i've been watching hard knocks and i believe yeah. <laughs> so we'll see um but the bills i think are are being it's it's the they're a post-hype team right because last year was supposed to be their year and then it wasn't so everybody's like, oh, the Bills have all these problems. Ken Dorsey, I don't know. No, this, this team's just fine. Did you watch the preseason week two game like the rest of us? I, You know, Steeler Nation, I know there were a bunch of penalties from guys who hadn't played a snap yet, but Josh Allen still looked like Josh Allen. The hose was alive and well, and he's going to be rocking this year again. Um, so I still think they make the playoffs for sure. People don't talk about Buffalo this year like they did last year. Like everyone thought last year, it's going to be Buffalo's year. This year, they added a couple pieces. Not they didn't do anything major, but the continuity yeah. is still there. Stephon Diggs is still there. There was some discontent, but sounds like everything's okay. The Bills did not get worse. They did get better. Nobody's talking about them though. Another yeah. year of playoff experience. 
maybe this is the year that they finally get over that hump, but we'll get into our predictions right at the very end. We have one more division left before we get to our playoffs. And that's yes. The AFC North. Yes, it is. The moment of truth, Jeremy, who is the winner of the AFC North in 2023? Well, it's, it's tough. It's not the Ravens. <laughs> you you said not, up. I'm like, I don't know what he means yeah, by that. It's not the Ravens, and it's not the Browns, okay? Both of those teams missed the playoffs. Just okay. a spoiler, spoiler alert there. It's also not the Bengals. It's your Pittsburgh Steelers. They are your division winner. 12-5 and five record. I'm calling, calling it high here because I think they win the big games, and I think they have maybe one trip up. And then even if you split in the division – um, which I think is entirely possible to go th- straight up three and three. Um, and, you know, I think they, they have a shot to maybe beat the Ravens twice and go four and two, maybe even the Browns twice. If that happens, then this record could be low <laughs> because I like the schedule. Obviously, um, there's there's chances for the Steelers to go on a run. I just think they're they're confident, they're better, and they know it. And and they're going to play like it too. Uh, I was talking with Daniel J on the Steelers Sunday night Q and a about this team's makeup. And I think they're, they're ready for the spotlight. Even if the national media is slowly coming around to it and they've been flying under the radar throughout the, the off season and, and training camp and everything, they're starting to get that hype. Now I think they're still okay. I think that they're able to live up to that. And that's because of the leadership there and with TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick on defense. And then Kenny Pickett, it, you can say whatever you want to about his skill set and whether he's going to take the leap from in that regard. But mentally, this guy is absolutely in the right place for an NFL quarterback. He's a leader and he's ready. And the Steelers are going to win the division. They're going to be the number two seed in the AFC. If things break right, they could be the one seed. I, I'm that confident, but I'm, I'm not saying that's going to happen here. Um, I think they're the two seed with a home date in the playoffs. Let's go. Bengals uh, make the make the playoffs as well okay. as the fifth seed. Just miss out on the division. Well, I decided I'm making another change with that seven seed. Just like I made the Seahawks the seven seed in the NFC, I'm making the Browns the seven seed in the AFC Ooh. over Miami. Miami just misses it, though. I will say one of the smartest free agent moves of the whole offseason may have been signing Mike White, Miami Dolphins, because that could save their season if yeah. Tua is out for a couple weeks. That's very but, true. Needless to say, Cleveland Browns make the playoffs. Oh. And winning okay. the division – with an 11 and 6 record is the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that to us. <laughs> the Steelers do make the playoffs though with a 10 yes. and 7 record. They do get a wild card spot and I think they are a team depending on who they play. They're capable of winning a playoff game this year. I have the Cincinnati Bengals getting the 4 seed, the Steelers getting the 6 seed and the Brownies getting the 7 seed. I like it. Uh, Don't, I mean, I like the Browns this year. I really do. But I just have trepidation about putting them in the playoffs over some of these other AFC teams that have put it together in the front office and uh, as an organization for longer. So that's just my, my trepidation there, but they're good. If if they live up to what they are on paper, they're a Super Bowl contender. Just throwing that out there, Steelers fans. I mean, if they live up to the paper, then uh, that you won't be crowning them paper champs at the end of this season uh, or off-season champs. You might be crowning them uh, AFC champs uh, at the very least. So uh, be ready to eat some crow if you're if you're all out on the Browns. But um, yeah. I, I would say that they're good. I, they just missed my playoffs because I think there's just so many other teams that are just as good with more stability in the organization. So I, I ride with those a little bit right now. But watch out. If, if, if you're a Browns fan like my wife is listening to this Ooh. show, uh, I don't know why you'd be listening to the show, but um, if you are a Browns fan, then take heart. Your team might be good this year. And if you're a Steelers fan, don't marry a Browns fan. I mean, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> what do I know? I'm not married. So, hey, anyways. It's, it's fun to draw that line down the middle of the, the living room on uh, this oh, this year. It'll sorry. be Monday night, week two, yeah. you know, and uh, – then you know throw stuff at each other uh all night so now, the thing that would have made it better was if your <laughs> wife was the michigan fan she would have converted well oh. uh, 
No. Or if you could have just grown a backbone and just not be like, woman, no, you're not going to convert. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to go down that road. I'm just going to get myself in trouble. Let's just yes. go to the playoffs. Let's do it. Playoffs is a more exciting topic to talk about anyways. Let's start. Let's go back to the NFC real quick. So playoff seeding, Jeremy, mine is yeah. Eagles one, Lions two, Saints three, 49ers four, Cowboys five, Giants six, and Seahawks seven. Okay. All right. Here's mine. Cowboys one, Seahawks two, Lions three, Saints four, Eagles five, San Fran six, and Falcons seven. Okay. I like it. I believe in these Atlanta Falcons. I really do. Wild card round. Who are your winners? So I've got Seattle beating Atlanta. And I have the Niners beating the Lions. And then I have the Eagles beating the Saints. I've got the Lions beating the Packers. Okay. The Giants beating the Saints. And the 49ers beating your Cowboys. Oh, again. (laughs) Yes. Don't do that to Cowboys fans, man. They've been beaten by San Francisco too much. (laughs) Need to get some Stephen A. Smith tape on here. about them cowboys (laughs) oh Oh, man fun stuff yeah so and then from there i think uh your nfc championship teams um are the cowboys well i'm sorry let me see here i'm i'm looking at it again make sure i did my seating right here um so yeah cowboys cowboys get the buy so they get the eagles or they get no i'm sorry they get the Cowboys get the Niners then in my in mine and they beat the Niners to go to the NFC Championship and then it's uh then it's uh, <clears throat> Eagles Seahawks and I have the Eagles winning that game so it's Cowboys Eagles NFC for NFC Cowboys Eagles NFC Championship that's right that would be a must watch not gonna lie yes absolutely. I've got the Eagles beating the 49ers in the championship game to make it All to right. the Super Bowl. Okay. So I have the Eagles being the Giants and the 49ers being the Lions to get to that point. But Eagles, I think, go back as the NFC okay. leader. How about you? Mine is Cowboys over Eagles, and the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl uh, over the Eagles. So back this to world back is going to go the crazy. East. Yes, the it Cowboys will. Cowboys make the Super Bowl. Cowboys are in the Super Bowl. Let's go. Let's move to the AFC then. Playoff seeds. I'll go first. Chiefs, Bills, Jaguars, Bengals, Chargers, Steelers, and browns yeah okay so mine's chiefs steelers in the two slot um bills jaguars Bengals, jets chargers in that order so uh your four division winners are the chiefs still steelers bills and jaguars and then your three wild cards are the Bengals, jets and chargers <clears throat> I like wild card round. Bills defeat the Dolphins. Okay. Jags. <laughs> I struggled with this one. Defeat the Steelers. <laughs> no. I didn't want Jags. I almost switched it just so I could have Bengals play the Steelers. And I, yeah. I would rather play the Bengals a third time. Go one and one no. this season. Try to break the tie. I'd rather play Cincy in the playoffs. I think the Steelers <sighs> would beat Cincy. But because Ooh. it's Jacksonville, I think Jacksonville pulls it out. And then Chargers defeat the bungles and an upset. Okay. okay. I've got Steelers over chargers in Akersher. Uh That's my um, two versus seven, six versus, or I'm sorry, three versus six is bills versus jets. So that's juicy. And I have the bills winning that one. Um, and then I've got Bengals and Jags. And I'm going to say that the Jags beat the Bengals. I think that the Jags are ready for this. And uh, the Bengals uh, go out in the first round here um, on the road in Jacksonville. So um, that there's got to be a changing of the guard sometime here. And I'm, I'm going with the Jaguars are are changing the guard (laughs) over the the Bengals here right now. Doug Peterson will always have a chance to shine in the playoffs. If he can get his team there. Yes. But divisional round, I have the bills beating those Jaguars. And the Chiefs beating the Chargers. What about you? So I've got, um, let's see here. I got to get my seating right again. So I've got it that 
uh, uh, I've got so it's going to be Steelers versus Bills in the in the divisional round, and I think the Bills beat the Steelers. Oh. And then I've got Chiefs Jags in a rematch of the divisional round from last year, and I have the Chiefs uh, winning that one. Okay, so we got another Chiefs Bills so rematch. Bills Chiefs, but this time in the AFC Championship game, which hasn't happened yet. Well, let's just go there. Who yeah. wins the AFC Championship? Uh, we're, this is this is shock the world stuff here. Um, I'm, I'm going with the Bills going to the Super Bowl after all the 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 being down, everybody being down on them. I think they go to the Super Bowl. It's it's Bills Cowboys, the team who's won all of them versus the team who's won none of them. That's my that's my Super Bowl pick here for 2023. I love it. I'm down, man. Let's go. It is not going to be the Cowboys. It's going to be. The Eagles and the Bills. I'm going with the Bills as well. I think people are sleeping on them. I love Kansas City. I would be happy to see Mahomes go for another one. But yeah, don't nod your head like no. I (laughs) I despise Tom Brady. Somebody has to supplant Tom Brady and get more than him somehow. And Mahomes, I'll, I'll go with that. Okay, yeah, there we go. Bills though, finally get over that hump. And I'll let you close it out. Josh Allen wins his first Super Bowl. Hey, Josh Allen needs to win a Super Bowl. Absolutely. Um, I my heart wants to do that. It really does. But the Cowboys joined the the two headed oh monster God. of of Patriots and Steelers with six Super Bowls and making a three headed monster. Oh. It is Cowboys with the Super Bowl victory. They were the the NFL's best team all year and they prove it in the playoffs and they win it all in the Super Bowl. I take it. I thought this was going to be an exciting show. Like we're going to (laughs) finish off on a high note and we come out with the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Can't do it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Cowboys are it, man. This is the Cowboys year. I'm, I am fully in on this team and I'm, I'll probably be proven wrong, but, uh, I wanted to get on the wagon before everybody else did, so I'm I'm getting on it. Hopping well, on to ensure that wagon. we don't to ensure we don't lose any listeners. Closing out the show, week one, Steelers versus Niners. Who you got? Steelers, and uh, it's not going to be particularly close. I don't think the Steelers kind of go on a little romp here. I'm going to say uh, 27 to 14. I say Steelers win 23 16, one touchdown win. Okay. Any quick thoughts before we get out of here real quick, Jeremy? Follow me on Twitter at the bets 93 Don't kill me for my Ca- Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl pick. Go check out the Steelers Sunday Night Q&A if you missed it. And uh, let's go Steelers. And check out all of our work at SteelCurtainNetwork.com and FansFirstSports.com. We love you, Steeler Nation. Enjoy week one. <laughs>